0: You're entering the Side Mission Podcast. Three friends that love gaming and love experiencing original content and old school classics give their thoughts on the latest releases and newest topics in the gaming industry. Power up and let's get started. What is going on everybody and welcome in to the newest episode of Side Mission. I'm your host as always, Rusty Ellis, joined by the boys Kyle Lynch, Matt Beck, and guys, it's been about two weeks now, a little over two weeks, with the new consoles. I know we're all enjoying them. Today we are going to focus solely on the PS5, as we have played a ton of Miles Morales and Demon Souls. And I think it's safe to say we're all enjoying them. Matt, especially now that he has finally joined us in the ranks of people that own PS5s. So, first <laughs> off, I'm gonna go to Kyle, aka Mr. Ray Tracing, because I would like to amend something from last episode when Kyle said that uh Assassin's Creed Valhalla had ray tracing it certainly does not but it's okay we laugh at ourselves here and we love each other for it but Kyle (laughs) there is ray tracing in Miles Morales and it looks incredible
1: it does I gotta say this game I mean the first Spider-Man game we knew was beautiful and I, I had high expectations for this and I feel like they really delivered they gave me what wasn't a reskin you know, of, of of you know, Spider-Man, I mean, th- it essentially was, but it wasn't just a complete rescan. it was like, here, here's just something that could have been a DLC, it felt like a, you know, a game that was worth paying this much for, because there was just so much extra stuff put into it, and it wasn't just some small DLC that, you know, they could have just charged just 20 bucks for. With the first one, obviously, one of the biggest things were the suits, everybody loved trying out the new suits, you know, seeing them all, and you know, all the, all the different things, but essentially a lot of them were just skins, and one that really stuck out to me was obviously the one everybody's talking about, the Into the Spider-Verse skin, because it also comes with the ability to simulate the way the animation yep. was done in the movie, and that was mm-hmm. really cool. That was it really, is. really cool, and, you know, that was something they didn't have to do. They could have just put the skin in there and, you know, had a swing around like normal, but it was, it was a nice little touch that, you know, it it felt meaningful. It felt like, you know, they were really putting... Something we would like from other, you know, Spider Verses into this game, and it wasn't just, you know, a skin.
0: You see, when you said skin that everyone was talking about, the first thing I thought you were going to talk about was the cat one. Oh, no, <laughs> Where you got the saying. bag back with the cat <laughs> Spider Man mask on, which I still need to unlock, yeah. by the way, because that looks really, really cool. But you're right; I think it's really cool that there's definitely a difference in the suits here versus in Spider Man PS4. There's certainly a more Miles Morales taste to it. In one of them, for example, the homemade, you know, the homemade suit, he's wearing Tim he's wearing Tim's. And that's just something yeah. that like it's a detail that I just noticed. I thought it was really cool because you don't really see in games like this detail like, you know, the brand of shoes someone is wearing. If they're wearing Nikes, Jordans, Vans, whatever, you don't really notice that. But seeing Tim's on it, it was really cool. It was really personable. And I loved also the environment. I think that it didn't feel exactly like New York City. From Spider-Man PS4, it felt very much accurate to what I think Harlem, and specifically in certain points of the story, Spanish Harlem is. Felt very mm-hmm. accurate, and I liked that. It was a really cool portrayal of all that. Matt, the game, this feels like, and we've said this, this feels like this was the perfect game to launch with the PS5 because it really showcases a lot of what, it, of what the PS5 can do.
2: I absolutely agreed on that. Like, I don't think any of us expected a new Spider-Man game, let alone a Spider game featuring Miles Morales as the lead, uh, as a launch title. Considering the original Spider-Man on PlayStation Four released roughly about two year, uh, two years ago, but the fact that they, you know, had it ready, it definitely is telling that I feel like that the game may have originally been, you know set up as a PlayStation 4 game and then just like upgraded beefed up for the PlayStation 5 because obviously Sony knew that they needed to have first party titles for launch and they absolutely released two amazing games with Miles Morales and Demon Souls and we'll get to that later. So um I absolutely Think that uh, the game itself is a graphical powerhouse as far as the 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 new technicalities of the PlayStation Five, what it can do with the ray tracing, the low times running off the SSD, yes, uh, the beef the beefed up uh, you know frames. I was running it at a beautiful 60 frames. It is gorgeous. just swinging through New York and- It's gorgeous, especially because this game is set during the winter time. The snow effects look fantastic. Um, Insomniac really did a fantastic job. And everyone, when we were hearing about the game the first time around, I guess we were kind of expecting it to be an expansion of Spider mans especially once we got the confirmation that was PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 5 uh cross gen. But it actually it absolutely stands on its own even as a sequel to Spider-Man, even though we'll obviously get a real sequel later on uh in the current uh PlayStation 5's lifespan. But yeah, I absolutely in love with the game. I'm not nearly as far as you guys are, but I'm, you know, putting more uh hours into and I can't not wait to uh you know find more about on the story and beat the game.
0: I agree. and Kyle, I think that that's the thing that we really need to talk about that you know, a lot of people are saying this game could be better than Spider-Man PS4. I personally don't believe it is. I don't believe it is. I think Spider-Man PS4 was a was a landmark game in terms of superhero games for that genre and I think that it was one of the best PS4 games of the last generation. I think it and God of War and Bloodborne are all up there some of the best. Mm-hmm. Um, also with Ghost of Tsushima and Last of Us Part 2, but This game certainly does stand on its own, and and before anyone listening to this asks, no, it doesn't really feel like overpriced DLC. It feels like a fully-fledged game. Yes, it's short. I beat it in about six, seven hours. It is relatively short, but there's a lot of content afterwards and just free roam and exploring that you can get. But Kyle, this story is really good. I love what they did with certain characters, and I think the main thing I love, I love the
1: portrayal of the Tinkerer in this game. Oh, yes, I was not expecting to see Finn as the tinkerer. That was a spoiler alert for everybody, but uh <laughs> Finn's the tinkerer. I mean it's pretty early on and well, not early about halfway through but I mean you, you can kind of figure it out you know as going up, you know you he find out it's a lady, and i'm I'm mad that I didn't think of it before because in the very beginning, we all thought the tinker was gonna to be a guy, and then she spoke, and I was like, "Oh, it's a woman, and then they introduced this female character Finn and I should have seen it coming, and I just didn't because I was so immersed in this world that they had just put me into, and I feel like that was really, you know, one of the nice illusions of the game is, you know, if you had sat back and really thought about it, you probably could have put two and two together, but you you were so focused on this game, on these characters, and the characters are 100% the heart of this game. They feel relatable, they feel like they are real and not just robots who, you know, have one-liners or, you know, they're just there for filler. I felt attached to these characters. They were the, it was just amazing. I have no words. I agree. I think that any good story, it starts
0: with the characters. It starts with you know it's the it's the old rule of. Show me, don't tell me. You know, there's always the showing me somebody committing this action will do more for me and will elicit more of a reaction from me than telling me they did this something that is more grandiose or it has more more to it. And I think that the characters are 100% the stars of this game, and the ending, of course, is what makes it feel like it's not just a DLC expansion. The ending feels like the ending to a fully fledged game, and I love the ending. I think it's fantastic. Not going to go into it too in depth, but I will say this. And this is what I think about superhero games in general now. You know, when we look back on games like Batman Arkham Knight, Batman Arkham City, pretty much pretty much any game with Batman in it at this point, um, villains are very one-dimensional. Villains are very one-dimensional. They're the bad guys. They're who you're rooting against 100%. I like that this game had complicated villains. It's very similar to how the MCU is right now, where – Everyone's a complex villain. Everybody has motives and has reason to be doing what they're doing. When you look at, you know, in Killmonger and Black Panther, or you look at uh, Vulture and Spider-Man Homecoming, you see motive. And there's motives behind what Tinkerer does, what Finn does as the Tinkerer. And I think that one thing people are going to learn to love, especially if you're a big Spider-Man fan or a big comic book fan, I loved the Prowler in this game. Aaron Davis is a very, very you know, conflicting person, because he's literally just a guy that is working hard. All he's doing, all he knows is hard work, but he's also the prowler by night. And he's this guy that does evil, but also has the side to him where he doesn't want to see Miles, who obviously is his nephew, doesn't want to see him, you know, or his mother struggle. He doesn't want to see them struggling to survive, struggling to get by day to day. So he tries to help them now, his methods may be questionable, but it's, it's the motives that really get me. I think that that, Anyone that hasn't played this game yet, whether you're on PS5 or you're playing it, or you potentially are thinking about getting it on PS4 even, you should get it because it's a really really good game, it's worth the money, especially if you're on PS5 and you you know you dole out that extra $20 and you get Spider-Man remastered for the PS5. Absolutely worth it 100%. But now, let's move into the game that I believe fully and I will die on this hill This has been the best (laughs) game of the launch for either system, and that is Demon's Souls. I think Demon's Souls has found a way to not only showcase what the PS5 does well, but it's found a way to take an old game that is a cult classic, and it's made it into a game that I think sits at the very forefront of the From Software library, of their Mm -hmm. catalog. It is at the very forefront. And this is coming from a guy that Bloodborne is my favorite game of all time. I love Bloodborne. I think it's a fantastic game. I will not rule out this game beating Bloodborne by the time I have finished with my playthroughs of it because I have loved every second of it. Now, Matt, me and you played it a little bit over the weekend, and I know we had some struggles.
2: Yeah, But what yeah, have you yeah, thought yeah. about this game? <laughs> okay, so starting off as I consider myself a veteran of the series because I did start off playing Demon Souls, uh, the original release on the PlayStation 3, uh, way back, and I remember... I absolutely hated this genre. I was new to this genre, and I'm not typically used to games that, you know, you're going to die a lot. You know, in this game, you're going to die a lot, and that's not exaggerated. You're going to die a lot, and you're going to get frustrated. I've seen people leave reviews online, uh, respectable, you know, opinions of people saying... Yeah, you know, this game's hard, it's not for me, but I can understand why people do like it. It's a fantastic game and, and absolutely it is. The original was fantastic and I love how uh Blue Bluepoint games is breathing new life into this uh fantastic yeah. PlayStation 3 exclusive with the PlayStation 5 and they have taken full advantage of the hardware here. Now obviously um The game does kind of still, it kind of feels like it's stuck in time. They have to stay true to the original, you know? But at the same time, it brings new life into it because there's new animations, each weapon type has like a specific animation now, it's not the exact same one like it was in the original, uh the bosses have new animations thanks to more power in uh with the PlayStation 5 they're able to do so much more of the 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 effects the, the the fire effects just just like the flames flickering in in the air like you see the ash it's fantastic the particle effects are fantastic the sound design is incredible hearing the yes. weapons clash especially with the uh, the dual sense right here you can feel when when you are fighting and you uh hit an enemy with your weapon, you can feel the rumble. And it's almost as if you feel the reverberation of that weapon hitting off the enemy, hitting off the enemy's weapon, or even just hitting like a stone wall, it feels great, especially they are using the uh the speaker and the controller to its absolute best potential as well, because you can hear like just all different kinds of sounds coming from the controller. And the music is another standing is another standpoint, uh stands out. Um that's why I kind of like, you know, I'll sit, just kind of like have it evened out between uh, the game sound effects and the music because I love hearing it all. I'll sit there at the main menu and, and hear that beautiful choir. It is all in all a perfect package. I could not have asked for a better game, and I definitely would love to see Sony purchase uh, Bluepoint Games and have them continue because they've been doing incredible work on the PlayStation.
0: I agree. I think that this is definitely, like you said, it's a game that's odd because it's kind of stuck in time. Because one thing that, you know, I consider myself, again, a Souls veteran. You know, I've beaten Dark Souls 3 nine times. I've beaten Bloodborne three times. (laughs) And I'm the only person here that's beaten Sekiro. So it's (laughs) something that I look at this game and I look at these bosses, for example. And I think that it's hard to, you have to keep in mind, this was from Software's first foray into creating boss fights into creating boss fights that were the focus of the game. These are what people play these games for, are to beat the boss fights. And mm-hmm. there are some that clearly inspired later boss fights. You know, I think you look at the, the King of Storms boss fight in, at the, in the end of the fourth archstone at the Shrine of Storms. That heavily inspired how you tackle Yorm the Giant in Dark Souls 3. It heavily inspired that with the use of the storm rule so it's something i look at that yeah the maybe some of the mechanics haven't aged well on some of the boss fights but i think the overall world building and the overall atmosphere is just as awesome as it is as it was years ago on the playstation 3. now the biggest thing about a remake like this is getting new players involved i have never played demon souls before this i've put about 16 hours in including earlier this week when I grinded out about 500,000 souls. <laughs> uh, power level my character a little bit. But, Kyle, you're new to it just like I am. What have been some of your first impressions of this game?
1: Uh, Honestly, because we've ran through Dark Souls 3 uh, together. I haven't beat it by myself, but we ran through it together. And uh, I noticed that the difficulty is definitely not what Dark Souls 3 is. I was just going through slashing enemies, and it wasn't... I mean, I'm still I'm still early on, but it wasn't terrible, you know, I was actually, because I'm not good at these games at all. <laughs> it's, it's hard for me to get through them, but I don't know, I feel like this one is, it feels so much more simpler and not as convoluted as, you know, the later games, and I feel like this is definitely where I should have started playing these games, and maybe I, you know, I would be better, but I'm glad that I have the opportunity to play this now, because I have friends like you, you know, who have played these games before and tell me all about them, and I'm loving it so far. I'm excited to, you know, get to go through this one with you guys. And, you know, I think that the biggest... Uh, the biggest thing about this that really stood out to me was that they marketed it for $70, and it was such a success. Because, I mean, like, I, I bought it. I, $70 is a fair price. But it's... I, I mean, this game is how how many years old? And they did so well remaking it that they could market it at 70 bucks, And I want to see... You know, I'd like to see... You know, more like this, like, you know, if they essentially were to remake Dark Souls 1, I'd probably go through it. I don't know if I'd, you know, go pick it up for what was it on the, the 360 or even the yeah, 360
0: on the PS3. Mm-hmm. Um.
1: I don't know if I would ever go back to the 360 and play Dark Souls 1, but if they remade it, I think it would be fun to, you know, play it now like I'm getting to do with Demon's Souls because I definitely would have never gone back that far and, you know, picked it up and played through it it's but it's such a it's such a great experience for me to get to play it from the beginning and you know i don't know i'm just, i'm loving it so far
0: i agree i think that when i look at obviously you know with dark souls we had dark souls remastered released a couple years ago and it was a success but a full on remake of that would be really really cool just to see how it's aged in comparison in comparison to demon souls and demon souls has aged very very well i think that there are fights in it that You know, like the Tower Knight boss fight, me and Matt were talking about this earlier, is that it's not about difficulty. It's about spectacle and it's about solving a puzzle. It's about figuring out what's the best way to approach this. And when you figure it out, you're able to overcome the challenge. I think that if I could pick a a from software game to be remade and you have Blue Point do it 100% because they've nailed this remake, I would love, and people that love video games are going to, and that know me are going to, you might freak out a little bit when you hear me say this. I would love to see them remake Dark Souls 2. Because Dark mm-hmm. Souls 2 is is unequivocally considered the weakest of the From Software catalog. And it's because of weird hitboxes and the healing was done very oddly with, you know, the the, gem, the the life gems. It was it was hard to farm them, whereas in Bloodborne it's easy to farm blood vials, and this it's easy to farm the moon grass. It was very, well, very weirdly done. And the other thing with Dark Souls 2 was this. If you take all of the other from-software games, they have an average of between, I want to say, 18 and 23 bosses. Between 18 to 23 bosses. Dark Souls 2 has 41 bosses. <laughs> they went wow. for the, qual- the quantity over quality because most of those bosses are not good. I'd love to see blue point remake that game just to fix up everything that was wrong with it. And if they did that, I would 100% give dark souls two another shot. I would, but that's just our opinion. Obviously we're all loving the PlayStation five right now. It is pretty much rendered along with the series. That's pretty much rendered my, uh, my switch obsolete to the point that, uh, (laughs) I went earlier today to GameStop to finish my pre-order for immortals finish rising on the switch. And, uh, Instead of paying, you know, more money to get the gold edition on Switch, I moved my pre-order over to the PS5 version instead. So, I mean, it's just—it's a system that I'm growing to love. I know you both love it. The games mm-hmm. are fantastic. Demon Souls, Spider-Man, Miles Morales—we love them both. But that is going to do it for this episode of Side Mission. Be sure to check us out on YouTube at Side Mission and on Twitter at Side Mission Pod for Kyle Lynch and Matt Beck. I'm Rusty Ellis. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to the Side Mission Podcast. Keep up with new episodes and download your favorites in the Hints and Oakley Podcast Center.